In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Lord be with you. Good morning and a very warm welcome to our celebration of Mass today at St Bride's. I'm very conscious that there are many people who are joining us uh, for Mass in these days, uh, people here in the parish and beyond the parish, uh, and also in different countries and indeed different continents as well. So I welcome all of you to the celebration of Mass today. Today the Mass takes place in the Easter octave, which is a special eight-day period in which the meaning of the Feast of Easter goes on in the life of the Church. I ask you especially to remember in your prayers of today's Mass, Harry Mulvena, who is in hospital at this time. And I ask you also to remember John McGrath, whose funeral takes place later on today. And I ask you especially to remember his son, James, uh, and family members, uh, and also especially family members in Ireland. To prepare ourselves to celebrate these sacred mysteries, we first call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory, Lord God, Heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, Only Begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you own are the Holy One, you own are the Lord, you own are the Most High Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. O God, who have bestowed on us paschal remedies, endow your people with heavenly gifts, so that possessed of perfect freedom, they may rejoice in heaven over what gladdens them on earth. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God for ever and ever. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. On the day of Pentecost, Peter spoke to the Jews. The whole house of Israel can be certain that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Hearing this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the Apostles, What must we do, brothers? You must repent, Peter answered. And every one of you must be baptised in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise that was made is for you and your children, and for all those who are far away, 
for all those whom the Lord our God will call to himself. He spoke to them for a long time, using many arguments, and he urged them, Save yourselves from this perverse generation. And they were convinced by his arguments, and they accepted what he said, and were baptised. That very day, about three thousand were added to their number. The Word of the Lord. The Lord fills the earth with his love. The word of the Lord is faithful, and all his works to be trusted. The Lord loves justice and right, and fills the earth with his love. The Lord looks on those who revere him, on those who hope in his love, to rescue their souls from death, to keep them alive in famine. Our soul is waiting for the Lord. The Lord is our help and our shield. May your love be upon us, O Lord, as we place all our hope in you. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Mary stayed outside near the tomb weeping. Then, still weeping, she stopped to look inside and saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had been, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said, Woman, why are you weeping? They have taken my Lord away, she replied, and I don't know where they have put him. As she said this, she turned round and saw Jesus standing there, though she did not recognise him. Jesus said, Woman, why are you weeping? Who are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have taken him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will go and remove him. Jesus said, Mary. She knew him then and said to him in Hebrew, Rabuni, which means master. Jesus said to her, do not cling to me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go and find the brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. So Mary of Magdala went and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had said these things to her. The Gospel of the Lord. If you were at Mass uh, yesterday uh, here, you would have heard me speak about uh, St Peter, uh, and that's what the Acts of the Apostles reading is all about. Uh, but strangely enough, uh, we're not in the reading at Easter, but we're rather at Pentecost, uh, and it's the occasion in which St Peter, I think, uh, preaches the first sermon, or homily, if you like, um, as I was thinking about that uh, today and uh, yesterday, uh, I know that in some ways uh, people are kind of ambivalent to homilies uh, 
Uh, sometimes they say they're too long, sometimes they say they're too short, sometimes they say they're too light-hearted, sometimes they say they're too serious. Um, we have kind of different opinions about uh, homilies. Uh, but here we have, if you like, the first homily that in a certain sense uh, spawns all other homilies or, or, or is the kind of lead into every homily. And basically what St Peter himself is speaking about is his experience of Jesus himself, uh, his life, his miracles, his works, uh, his death and his resurrection. And I suppose that's the core of every homily itself, that shared experience uh, from the priest himself uh, to yourself uh, about the experience of uh, Jesus with us and uh, the presence of God and his grace with us and the, the person of Jesus himself. And so uh, the homily is, is, is fundamentally all about that, sharing that experience uh, announcing just like uh, St Peter himself does uh, the news, the message, uh, the good news that God is among us in a, in a special way. And I suppose as human beings we, we communicate in all sorts of different ways, but isn't that shared experience of, of uh, Jesus in our own life, the risen life in each of our lives, uh, what we communicate with one another um, in faith. Uh, and there are all sorts of different ways in which uh, human beings communicate uh, through television, through music, through plays, through books and so on. But here in this special uh, way of a homily or, or even a, a shared experience between yourselves is that kind of communication, isn't it, of the good news uh, that you share with one another, uh, that we share with each other. Um, it's different, different from a lot of other things in our own life. But it's that shared experience that we have that the good news has entered into our own life uh, and the mystery of the resurrection and the new life that we experience in our own life that we wish to share with others too. During this particular period, uh, we'll hear, especially in the Gospels, of the experience of different people of, of coming in contact with the risen Christ. And the kind of fundamental kind of thing at the very beginning of it all is this empty tomb. Uh, the people that come and find the tomb empty. Uh, why is it empty? Um, what has happened to the body of Jesus? And of course the empty tomb is, is exactly that, isn't it? Well, it's the sign, isn't it? Uh, this tomb which was once filled this tomb that had the stone rolled across the entrance, uh, how is it that it is now empty? And even the woman in the Gospel herself uh, uh, says that she doesn't know what's happened. Uh, she wonders whether the gardener has, has somehow taken the body away. Uh, and of course that, that's not the case. Uh, that she somehow has this experience of the message itself being communicated to her by the angels uh, who, who, who are in this place, and then eventually, of course, she meets Jesus himself. And it's interesting that Jesus uh, tells the woman in the Gospel, Mary, uh, to go out and to tell others about what she herself has seen and experienced. And of course, does that not take us back to the Acts of the Apostles and that very first homily or, or sermon that St Peter gives 
uh, of that sharing of the experience of of the good news, that desire uh, to pass that on, that urgency that's within us, that joy that's come into our own life, that we wish to share that with others. That's the experience of Easter, uh, that we would want others to know what we ourselves have come to know uh, too. During this Mass, I ask you especially to remember uh, John McGrath in your, your prayers and uh, this Mass is specially offered uh, for him. Uh, later on today, the prayers will take place at the cemetery. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we're not able to have a public um, kind of funeral in the sense that we would normally have, but this Mass itself is offered uh, for him and the prayers uh, will take place at the cemetery. I just want to... Uh, say to you that uh, this man was an outstanding man in many ways in his own life, uh, that he belonged to the AA community uh, and was very much a, a valued and precious member of that community to many people, uh, gave good example and good advice and helped many people along uh, their own uh, particular journey. And many people would want me to remember that especially today. He's very dear to his, his family, uh, to, uh, to James, uh, to his deceased uh, wife and uh, son, deceased son, uh, and also uh, family members in Ireland as well. So we especially remember him in our prayers uh, today. And of course, uh, his funeral takes place today in, in these moments in which we are celebrating the resurrection. And we pray that these things and the grace of the resurrection uh, may touch his passing as he leaves us uh, from this world to go to the new life. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, through your goodness we have this bread to offer, which earth has given and human hands have made. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, through your goodness we have this wine to offer, fruit of the vine and work of human hands, it will become our spiritual drink. Pray now, dear brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Accept in compassion, Lord, we pray, the offerings of your family, that under your protective care they may never lose what they have received, but attain the gifts that are eternal. We ask this through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, at all times to acclaim you, Lord, but in this time above all to laud you yet more gloriously when Christ our Passover has been sacrificed. For with the old order destroyed, a universe cast down is renewed, and integrity of life is restored to us in Christ. Therefore, overcome with paschal joy, every land, every people exults in your praise, and even the heavenly powers with the angelic hosts sing together the unending hymn of your glory as they acclaim. Holy, Holy, holy Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. 
Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more, giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. Save us, Saviour of the world, for by your cross and resurrection you have set us free. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held as worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world. Bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember John, whom you have called from this world to yourself. Grant that he who was united with your son in a death like his may also be one with him in his resurrection. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be coerced to eternal life, and we praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him, and with him, and in him. O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. We pray with confidence to God our Father in the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil, and graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you, look not in our sins but in the faith of your Church and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Peace of the Lord be with you always. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, 
have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. Let us pray. Hear us, Almighty God, and as you have bestowed on your family the perfect grace of baptism to prepare their hearts for the reward of eternal happiness, we ask this through Christ our Lord. And we ask Mary's special protection for us in these days. Hail, Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy. Hail our life, our sweetness and our hope. To thee do we cry, we banished children of Eve. To thee do we send forth sighs, mourning and weeping in the valley of tears. Turn then, most gracious Advocate, thine eyes of mercy towards us. And after this our exile, show unto us the blessed fruit of thy womb, Jesus. O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary. Pray for us, most holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. The Lord be with you. And may Almighty God bless you the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Alleluia, alleluia.